Life's Third Act is a podcast dedicated to helping you get the most out of your retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, attorney CPA Joe Cordell features guests each week to discuss prominent topics for those over 55. Here's attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Welcome to another episode of Life's Third Act. This week, we're going to continue a discussion relating to people who want to stay in their homes. They want to age in place. I mean, this is almost a cliche, isn't it, Jill? Yeah. It, it's virtually a cliche that that you in large numbers. Now, I'm, I'm hopeful that this changes incidentally because I'm a fan of all these uh, communal living options that are out there, all these incredible neighborhoods and things that, that you can move into that are like resorts in right. some cases. But I know statistically the substantial majority of you may be, depending on what poll you've read, uh, anywhere from 70% plus, say, I want to stay in my home until they take me out horizontally. <laughs> Feet first. Um, so with that in mind, um, we we wanted to have a guest on who has this incredible concept that I'm just wondering why this hasn't been done by others, and maybe it has. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I haven't heard of this concept, this particular concept being done um, as as uh, as it, as we'll explain to you in a few minutes. So, uh, Jill, do you want to talk about, you want to do the introduction? Go I on. would love to. We have Roger Maddox with us. He is the co-founder of Staying in Place Senior Home Care. And Roger, I was re- reading the bio and you and your brother started this company, you and your brother, Michael, and you were inspired by your mom. And I love because she, you had a special needs sister? Correct. Okay, tell us about that. Well, th- thank you both for having me today. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so uh, my youngest sister was born with Downs, and um, she is the, I'm one of seven. She's seven and I'm six, so it was kind of her that I was kind of, spent most of my time with um, growing up, but I watched my mother take care of her every single day, and that meant getting her up, feeding her, dressing her. Um, She was a very strong advocate of Down's kids to really get um, out in the community and and the schooling and things like that. Try to live as normally as possible. Right. Absolutely. Creating that awareness. How severe? It was uh, severe. Very severe. Yeah. So she needed to, she needed you know, care every day to really do anything. Um, and again, on top of raising other kids, uh, she just every day did it with love and care. Never heard her ever complain or give me, you know, give us that why me kind of attitude. Why is this happening? She's Sounds like these, an amazing these, lady. These unheralded <sighs> miracle moms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, and she's still doing. You know, she's still with us, my mom, and my sister Karen has moved out into her own uh, home, and my mom is still that caring person, and and uh, we've included her in our pictures of our brochures and websites, and uh, I've made her kind of the the president of the board. Yeah, <laughs> per I love se. it. But um, she she really has been my inspiration, and um, you know, and she still lives in her home. So it's uh, 
it's a good setup to look at and really watch her and see what works for her and, you know, what we can implement into other homes when we go in and, and you know, help people. So if I may ask, how old is your mother? She's 92. She'll be 92. Oh, my goodness. Oh, She'll be God 93 in February. So, but, she is, uh, you know, it's almost as if she gains strength and vitality from these responsibilities yeah. that she had yeah. much of her life. Yeah, and she, like I said, I mean, she is uh, still very, uh, very active in what we do and, and uh, you know, can call her up, talk to her, get advice, and, you know, she'll listen, and it's just, it's just been a blessing, really has. Right. So it, now I have to ask about your dad. Is your dad living or? He is deceased. Um, and, you know, what I've been able to take from him was really the work ethic um, and really driving the quality of things. Um, he was a tool and die manager of a company uh-huh. here in town and just really learned the, the preciseness of things. Obviously, when you're making dyes and things, they have to be no margin correct. For error, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we he was very handy around the house. And if something wasn't made right, he'd start it all over again and refigure it the way it should be. And, and um, I've carried that on through everything I've done is really, you know, if I'm going to do something, do it right. You know, um, don't worry about volume. Worry about the quality. Perfection. And that's, and that's yeah. really what we've done here with staying in place too. So did he die long ago? Um, about 10 years ago. Okay. Well, still, sounds like you have some good genes in addition to role models. Yeah. <laughs> my mother's father lived to 100, and uh, so I keep rooting her on to, to break the record. <laughs> so, man, oh, man. And so there, we'll are, <laughs> there are seven of you? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So well, Never a dull moment in your household, I bet. Oh, never. So now you have kids? I do. I have three. Okay. You didn't are, you didn't go with seven? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I still I still ask my mother how how and why <laughs> seven, but um yeah, it's amazing how how they did that. Um but no, three and mine are all married and moved out and um very Are they involved none are involved in your business? No. Um one is uh well two live up in Indianapolis and uh one is in sales, and uh, I have a daughter that is in uh, nursing. So, and it's then kind of related. Yeah, it's a little bit planting a seed there, right? And then uh, the youngest one is actually in a social worker, um, working for one of the hospitals here in town. So, but I'm not supposed to talk about anything in the future about. <laughs> I know. Look, I know how that goes. I have a daughter. They want to be independent, and that's cool. Yeah, I have a daughter who. Uh, <laughs> who I've talked about before, who she's a lawyer and, um, you know, she's graduated law school and she's doing some things now on her own. So, uh, I know what you mean. You know, you have to kind of sit and watch and wait. Right. So, uh, so, um, just so people know, this business is focused on folks in the St. Louis Metro area. Is that true? That is correct. Yeah. We have clients North and South West in the city. Um, but majority right, right kind of here in the St. Louis metro area. Okay. So staying in place, um, uh, I'm going to kind of give my understanding of it and then you can correct or expand on that. Sure. Uh, what excited me about 
your business when I heard about it. And I think my wife is the one who actually brought it to my attention. She had, you had spoken at a group, some sort of gathering that one of her friends went to, I think. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the idea that if somebody wants to stay in their home, that there's one business they can go to who will deal with all those threads of responsibility that go with that. So when a senior decides to go stay at home, it it may not be so much simply the health issue. It may be the other responsibilities that go with it, keeping track of things, of course, the maintenance on the property, repairs, all that, which is huge, but even additional services that they might need. I mean, once those are met, then it does seem practical for people to stay at home until they need some level of medical care that is not possible there, uh, which would probably be moving from there to to a uh, skilled living. Well, or no, a skilled, a skilled care, care. Skilled care, right. sure. Because they would end up getting as far as an assisted living facility would get them as long as they had everything else taken care right, of. Right, And they had the supplemental assistance of people. Correct. Uh, but once those are met, they can stay there until such time, which such time may never come, that they need skilled care, what we think of as a traditional nursing home. Mm-hmm. So that was the what I understood was the the sort of business model of staying at home or staying in place. Correct. So tell tell me or expand on that or correct it. No, you're absolutely correct. Um, that was really um, my mission was to to put together. Um, a team that would be able to take everything under one roof, basically, so that whether we were dealing with the actual client or with the siblings, you know, the kids, that I would be the center point of getting things done for them in order for them to stay in their their home, whether that be um, transporting them to doctor's appointments and things like that, um, food preparation, grocery shopping, anything like that keeping the house clean, um, and then doing also the maintenance of the home to a degree. Um, a lot of the things, you know, clean up around the outside. Um, we did some yard yard cleanups and th- things like that, downsizing. And then, you know, at the beginning, you, you put together a brochure of, of things that you think that we're going to be doing. And I I wouldn't have a brochure big enough to put some of the things that we've we've done because what we try to do is we try to meet the needs that they have. Um, Tailored any, to them. Absolutely. We had, you know, we just had a client not too long ago that has been in and out of medical care, but she's had a condo that she's had for years that she just could not sell. I'm a goal person. So I said, let's make that a goal. And we assisted helping her to sell that condo, you know, um, we ended up closing the condo, uh, you know, with her in a, in a medical bed. We set up a whole computer and had everybody zoomed in, and we were able to finish that for her. Um, so was she living in the condo, or is it just a condo she owned? She owned it. Yeah, okay. she was not living in it. But every time she went to try to sell it, something medically would happen. She'd have a medical event of some sort, and it just delayed it. And so it wasn't any problems with the condo itself, like no. it needed a bunch of repairs. It was No, but medical. she wasn't able to, you know, she wouldn't be able to be out there. So, you sure. know, we were out there making sure all of the repairs were getting done, the inspections, you know, working with the realtor and things like that. So 
that's just an example of something we wouldn't have, you know, thought about when we yeah. started this. But, um, but again, it's it's really, you know, when we meet a client, I spend a lot of time just trying to find out where they're at, what their goals are, what the family's goal is, because what we want to do is we want to create a scenario where if you know, when the family comes in, which is usually on the weekends to visit mom and dad, that they don't have this long list of things that they have to do. And then they end up only spending 10 minutes visiting their visiting, parents. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before. And I'm like, what if we just took away all of that and gave mom and dad the most vital thing that they want, time with their family? And just yeah. to sit there and, you know, converse and Maybe have a meal and something like that instead of, hey, you know, chow this burger down real quick because I have four hours of work to do out in yeah. the yard right. and things like that. So, and it and it's represented also, I'm sure, in uh, the motivation for children to be saying to their parents, "Look, this is not practical for you," and it it is not practical maybe for the parent under those conditions, in part because it's not feasible for the children to keep maintaining that level of care on a property, for example. Right. Um, so it, I can see how these forces are at work that sort of end up with someone going into some sort of communal living arrangement that, that they would rather not do, but they feel that they must. So when I think, though, about these categories that you uh, provide services for, I would think that the the largest category would be property maintenance and repair. Is that not true? You know, surprisingly, it's it's not. Um, where we spend a lot of time is um, really helping them live their life and in their day, if that makes sense. So we always strive to physically make sure that they're getting their exercises and doing something physically. Um, and we also make sure mentally we're doing something with them so that they're exercising their mind. But um, with a lot of our clients, we want to make sure that they're still socializing, especially after the two years of COVID we've had where right. they've been stuck in this house. So it's kind of funny. Our name is staying in place, but we really try to get them out of their place to be out and get and outside out. and socialize with people, whether they're in their homes and we have clients in, in senior living, you know, and it's the same thing, you know, for for a couple of years now, they've been locked down and um, it's it's kind of getting them back out into a routine where they see and interact with people. So how do you do that? I, I mean, are we talking like taking them to, um, say, their church for an event? That or? would be that would be an example. We try to we try to get people out to get back into those situations if they feel safe with it. Um, maybe going out to some restaurants, just going out to a park on a beautiful day, you know, even like today would, you know, get out and just get some exercise outside or even sometimes in, in our senior living places um, where there's a lot of activities, um, getting them re-socialized into that, you know, and... Um, well, I'm know, trying to sort through, though, this business model because on the one hand, it seems like it's it's geared toward keeping people in a single-family dwelling, their home. Sure. And um, and with that comes, you know, a variety of things as we've discussed. And you've kind of placed emphasis, though, on the psychosocial uh, piece, which is mm-hmm. huge, of course. Sure. Um, mental health, uh, socialization. But also there's the 
you know, those physical caregivers. And of course, we know there are people who do that, uh, that, that you may do that, but I'm saying there are other companies that's not new that they'll come to the house and give you some sort of physical therapy or whatever those things might be. Right. So I, I, I think of that as being the focus on your business rather than going to nursing homes and providing uh, some similar service to somebody who's in a, a, not a nursing home, but uh, assisted yeah, living, senior, for example. Right. Senior living. Uh, so tell me, is, is your business primarily, though, working with people who want to stay in their houses? Correct. Yeah, okay. most, most of our clients are, are the ones that are living in their homes currently. And, and so you will essentially, though, undertake uh, to do 360 degrees uh, of those things that need to be done to allow them to stay in that house. Not so much you personally, but I assume that you have contracts with third parties right. who can do some of those things. Right. We'll, we'll do all the legwork and, and get, you know, um, if there's littler things around the house, we'll take care of those. Um, if they want and need something on a larger scale from, you know, a contractor or something that we'll do all the legwork for them and, you know, bring a couple of them in, get some bids, things like that, and set that all out for them. And so that they can make, you know, a decision and help them look at that. So then you you have contracts, though, with third parties who can who can attend to all these things. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the convenience to the homeowner is that they simply contract with you. A one-stop shop. Yeah. Right. And then you handle dealing with all the other parties mm-hmm. that might be required for different projects or tasks. That, that's correct. They still own the decision, but I will do all the setup and... And they only have to deal with you. Correct. And mm-hmm. now, your company, does it provide, say, basic services such as, you know, preparing meals or maybe assisting them with a bath or something like that? Absolutely. We we take care of all of the personal needs that they would have. Um, my background is the hospitality business, so I really do, you know, I enjoy the, the cooking aspect and, you know... Um, looking at it from, you know, just an enjoyable type uh, or if they have special special uh, food needs, you know, from a medical standpoint, cleaning of the homes, that's something that we, we will take care of for them. Um, as I mentioned, doctor's appointments are very right. important to the seniors and we make that a priority because we know if they miss doctor's appointments, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. So so how do they pay for your services? So we're a private duty. So basically for any services per week, we just invoice and, and uh, we send them off an invoice. Uh, we normally on a care basis will work in a four-hour block. So they're not really signing any contract or anything. We're, we basically want to be there when they need us. So... Mm-hmm. Um, we have some clients that might need us once a week, um, and then we have others that maybe we're there seven days a week or five days a week. It just depends on where they're at. So they don't have to commit to, say, you know, four days a week no. or anything like that? No, and, and we'll do two or three hour stints. It's a little bit more, but for like... Um, if, we're, if we are taking them to the doctors, we just don't drop them at the front door. I mean, we're with them all the way to the doctor's office and... You know, if they want us to go in, we'll go right. in with them. You know, and, and your uh, your services would not be considered uh, skilled. Is that fair to say? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Anything so that reduces from, the cost. They're not paying 
the, the rates they would pay for physical therapy or a nurse. That's correct. Respiratory yeah. therapy and all those things. Right. So when anything comes medical, we that's where our boundary ends. Sure. Yeah. So, but the personal, to your note, the personal needs, showering, bathing, restroom, we, we certainly can help with that. And errands mm-hmm. and, and transporting. Correct. Now, what if the person, the client is living with um, family members and the family members need a night out? Do you provide, say, respite where you will come and stay with that person while they're out having dinner or a movie? Correct. Yeah, we would do that. And we have actually helped families um, that are taking care of a family member where they've gone on vacation. Right. So we've we've kind of made a special package together so that somebody is there at all times. Um, in other cases, what we'll do is we'll spend the day with them. We'll do calls. You know, we'll call them and do a, a night check per se mm-hmm. and make sure that everything is good. Um, and then, um, yeah, so we kind of make sure that while the family's on vacation, we're, we are the family and, and yeah. we're watching them from, from that standpoint. Right. Yep. So uh, may I ask what, what is the charge per hour for we that? We charge for a four-hour stay is twenty seven fifty an hour. And then currently, if it's less than four hours, it's $30 an hour. Okay. And there is a slight mileage charge if we're doing just transportation, um, you know, just for the yeah. caregivers using their because we use our cars basically right. to take them places. So. Yeah. Well, I can say that that's reasonable, um, especially given the rate increases that have happened in the last yeah. year. Right. But yeah, it was close to those numbers two years ago, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less for something similar, mm-hmm. uh, which I was pricing it. So actually, the, the rate sounds pretty reasonable given where we are. Yeah. And I. You know, I and I think we take really good care of our our team members. This is a huge responsibility to put in someone's hands, and and um, you know we spend a lot of time really sourcing out the individuals that join our team um, because of because of that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about somebody's mom or dad. Yeah, that we're putting in someone's hands, and that's to me is that's huge. And yeah. that's not just somebody, you know, I want to fill a schedule with. You, you want know, to screen that person. I want to make yeah. sure. Thoroughly. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> I, and here's another way to think about it, uh, I would say to our audience, is uh, it's nice to have something really cheap, you know, in terms of a price. But think about it this way. Do you want somebody helping your loved ones that's probably being paid 18 bucks or less an hour? In other words, you know the business has got to make some money. So you know that... That if if somebody charges, if somebody's charging you twenty two dollars, that means they're paying no more than seventeen, sixteen bucks or something to that. I mean, that's McDonald's wages, right? And so it, it, it the the irony is that you simply don't want a deal where somebody is being paid those kind of wages. So when you figure that the company is going to you know, make profit, it has responsibilities, then 26, 27 to 30 bucks in this market is reasonable. It is. Right. Very reasonable. And we also, too, I mean, obviously the, the wages are important and we want our team to be successful and to, you know, to be able to work for us and achieve the goals that they have personally. Um, but I think it's also something that we really 
we really look at a lot and, um, and we're patient until we find those people are the ones that really care and that really have a servant's heart. Um, this is not easy what, what they do. No, um, no and it's, it's not. Um, and it's not for everybody. It's not. And a lot of people I have found that, you know, they've come to me and they said, well, I've, I think I'll be good at this because I took care of my mom. It's different. It's different when you're taking care of somebody else and you've got different situations maybe that this client has that your mom didn't have. Right. And I find that, you know, um, good, good caring people, sometimes they, they, can't, they can't do that. Um, yeah. And you know going into it that when you take a client, you, you know what the outcome eventually is going to be. Mm-hmm. And you build a good relationship with these people. And it's hard at the end when, um, you know, these people pass. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. You get attached. You get really attached. And I think, you know, for me, um, you, you go in knowing that this is, your, this is your mission, your job is just to help them comfortably get where they're going. To the end, and right. And help and be there for them listen to them, love on them, um, and, you know, let the good Lord take care of the rest. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Just serve and, and love on them and, and care for them and make sure that they're safe and they're enjoying the, the, and, the days that they have. And you teach this, this set of values to the people, which, of course, you've hired based on your, their compatibility with that vision. Oh, sure. They get that from the first time I meet them all the way through the process. And they know exactly what, you know, why I created this company and what the mission is. And, um, you know, they they certainly hear that. And, uh, and I hope they see that a lot, too, because I'm not sitting in an office. I'm out there working with them, uh, in some cases, side by side. And, you know, I have my clients as well that that I take care of and help. Um, so there's a lot of different crossovers of, you know, um, if, you know, if, if my caregiver, you know, for some reason needed a day off, I'd be able to slide right in and, and, you know, cover that. And that's, you know, that's important to us as well is we don't want to sit there and call somebody and say, Hey, Good luck. You're on your own today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, we always yeah. want to make sure that there's a plan B in place as much as possible. I imagine your services, you know, have been more in demand than ever with the pandemic, especially at the beginning. At the beginning of COVID? Um, I don't know. It, it, it cuts both ways. Yeah. It, um, well, we started basically almost right, not too far uh, before COVID hit. So it was like great timing, right? Hmm. Um, yeah. Who would have known? But um, what we found when, when COVID really started to hit home and, and the county started to shut down things, right? we dropped. Uh, a lot of our clients were scared. Yeah. So they didn't want they someone didn't want from the outside in the coming house. in. Okay. So but- we, we pivoted and we started doing everything on the outside of their house. You know, that's how we kind of... Yeah. Acquired that skill set. Well, that, but that helped us certainly get through that period of time because uh, they didn't want us to be inside. And maybe that's a blessing, though, because I think that, that that's as important to this this marketing, for judging from a marketing standpoint, your business. When I think about its viability or its attractiveness as an investment, 
I think about both of those pieces because mm-hmm. I know there are, you're competing with other people who do the inside work. Sure. And, 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 but, you know, there's lots of work, but, but there are a number of companies that do similar things. What, what really attracted me, though, was to, to your business was when I heard that, that you defined your mission as to keep somebody being able to live in their home which included, of course, the things we've been talking primarily about here. Mm-hmm. But but it also includes all that other things related to property management, you know, maintenance, repairs, et cetera. Right. You know, and, but, but when you put those two things together, then you have the whole solution, really, for people to stay at home as long as it's medically possible. Correct. Uh, and, and that, for many people, will be until they die. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they, they won't have to have that period in a nursing home. Right. So I, I really like that. And to the extent that you had to develop for in order to survive as a business, you had to focus on that piece of it that may have been providential. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly, you know, it it, it was basically our our line of work during that period of time. And then um and then when things started to get better, that's when the gates opened. Yeah. <laughs> um I think you know, a lot of people saw on the news the situations that were going on in these, you know, in the senior livings, hearing stories of families not being able to see, see their, their parents loved and loved yeah. ones. That really started to kind of change some things and some, you know, uh, some thoughts of not only for the families but for the for the people too. So, well, and you strike me as definitely a caregiver. So you you definitely come across as having that profile. You're in the right business. I've always uh, God has given me the the gift of service. Okay. I've always I, been there, and that's why I'm sure I worked 30 years in the hospitality business. Was I, I can tell that, yeah. but it's like hiring somebody to do indoor and outdoor work. I can tell you that we have at our place we have a lady who helps who does inside stuff, and we we're wanting to have somebody help with outside. And it turns out, and I thought, well, maybe there's not enough outside, so they can do outside and inside. And I found out, no, <laughs> there's you either you either work outside in your mind, you're an outside worker, right. or you work inside, <laughs> but you don't do both, right? And so I found out it's impossible for someone to to split a job between. So it, it's a position we never filled on the exterior full time, just because we couldn't justify it. Mm-hmm. In your case, that's where you are, and I see both of these pieces of being necessary, do you, do you give as much attention? Let me ask the question this way, and you don't have to be precise in any mm-hmm. way, so I'm, I'm not asking you to disclose details about your finances, but this would be telling. You know, what do you think is the ratio um, of revenue, if I can use that word, between the things you do outside, which you're not doing personally, but you're managing, mm-hmm. uh, versus inside? I would say... Probably 70% is still inside for us. But is that correct? I mean, should it be? Or is it that that because of your personality, I'm pushing you here, but I'm seeing your personality is all about that personal care. Yeah. Um, I, I think, well, to go into a home, first of all, it, it really, it, it takes time because mom and dad don't feel like they need any help. The kids are pulling their hair out saying we need help. <laughs> is that is that typically who initially calls you, the kids? I would say probably most of the times it is. Yeah, that's what um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um but but there's that there's that waiting period because 
you know, mom and dad are, are working this out, you know, and, and saying, okay, maybe we do need help, you know, and the, and the kids, and I've been in that spot, you know, the kids are, you know, managing their own family and their own jobs yeah, and things yeah. like that. It's not that they don't want to be there. It's just, yeah, you I know, get you're it. getting pulled. So I find that, you know, with, with the clients that we have, you have to be very patient. Um, because in their mind, they're, they're giving things up, if that makes sense, that they love to do. And, um, you know, so a lot of the things on the outside, um, you know, when we go in, sometimes they'll have somebody already in place to do those things. Um, and we really do look for, we look for clients that are right at that point where they need, start needing help. You know, maybe whether it be on the cleaning side or things on the outside, um, because what we want to do is we want to get in there and start kind of educating them and working with them saying, hey, these are the things probably you shouldn't be doing, because if you do, it's going to lead to something catastrophic, a, a fall. fall. Uh, that's the big thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we try we try to get in there at that point and start building those relationships so that as they age in place, we are already with them. So mm-hmm. our care plan just keeps changing as their needs keep changing. Do you get resistance initially? Oh, yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah Big I can time. see that. <laughs> and, and, and much of it, I suspect, relating to money, thinking that this money is being spent needlessly or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tight budgets and... right. Right. That is, that is always going to be something. And, um, and I stress to, you know, and I will go in and when I meet with them, because that's the first thing, you know, that they're talking on is, well, how many days are you going to be here? And I'll be like, I want to start small. You know, I want to just come in one day a week and spend time with you and let you see what we do, feel what we do and get to know us and trust us. Okay, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they, I mean, they don't feel like they're not in control, right? Wait, and, wait, and I don't want to take that away from them. Yeah, I because never they do don't want to lose their independence. Well, right? But do you do housekeeping also? Do you have people who do that, or is that separate? Um, no, we do. We do that. Um, well, it is part of what we do. But it's light. You probably do light housekeeping. You probably don't do head the. The heavier stuff. The lighter, the lighter housework is usually when we're doing the four-hour care piece, where you know we'll be with a client and they are priority number one. Sure. But what I want to do is, like for example, if they're resting, that's a perfect time for us to do things around to the be home. productive, to be useful. Absolutely. Yeah, I get um, that. Now there are some people where, yeah, we'll go in and and we do the cleaning for them. And again, it's it's at the beginning there where they need that help, and then we we build those relationships, and then we're with them. Then over, you transition into absolutely. more personal care. And then it's like, well, maybe I could use a you know a, a ride to the grocery store, and then to the doctors and stuff. So then we're there for them as well, and then they just you know it just naturally falls right into our lap. Anything that they need. It, it's funny. I'm thinking about driving Miss Daisy. Do you remember that? Did you see that movie? So she originally thought, here this guy is standing around all the time. I don't want you here. Uh, Hopefully you don't have it quite that bad. But over time, you know, she found things that he was useful for, and he became indispensable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And I guess there's a little bit of that in your. Sometimes. As they feel more comfortable, they start to realize, hmm, I could have this person help me with this. I can, you know. Um, so it 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 does grow, and and it's like a relationship and trust. It just the more it grows, the more they feel, you know. Um, and it's really cool because then they start to realize, well, maybe I can go out and do some things, you know, like I used to. Maybe go shopping and. You know, um, you just took uh, somebody to the mall for the first time in three years. You would have thought, you know, I was the I, happiest day. <laughs> I still think, yeah. I still think that for what it's worth, for, speaking on behalf of my audience, mm-hmm. our audience, um, I think that th- the pitch that would make you special is that you do all those things, including all the things relating to the house. I'm dwelling mm-hmm. on this because. What you're doing, what you're saying when you talk about the other stuff is important. Mm-hmm. Me and I'm convinced that you probably you do it very well. I don't doubt it, and that I guess that's enough reason to have you on this show. Right. But <laughs> my ambitions for for you, for as as an as a help to our clients, to our audience, is the idea that you know there could be a pl- some place they could go who would be focused as necessary on all those things, mm-hmm. and which includes the other stuff. What, where we are historically is that you have people coming into the home doing the things that you're doing and doing, you know, doing a good job, but people still sometimes move out of their houses because they can't handle the property management piece. Right. And it's like somebody who's a caregiver doesn't talk to a real estate manager. I mean, these people are they're like this. And to, and to bring them under the same roof and to offer all those services is special. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to the extent that you actually do that, uh, I, I have to believe that that's a huge opportunity. I mean, these people are kind of two different worlds. They right. have nothing in common. A person who's interested in property management and a person who's interested in personal caregiving of, mm-hmm. a, of geriatric or older people. Right. You know, it's just very different skill sets and mentalities. One's not a nurturer at all. You right. know, they're, they like, they, they love real estate. They, they like to, you know, mow and, and to clean and to know things are functioning well in the real estate. That's what pleases them. They're right. not caregivers. Mm-hmm. So it would require, if you had it under in-house as opposed to contracting it, you would have, you know, two entirely different sets of employees. Right. I would suspect. And and yeah. I can and as I said a while ago, there's no chance that any of those people are going to go out in the yard and do anything. And there's no one anybody in the yard's going to come inside and do any personal. Yeah. Is that's just my experience. So um I liked it, you know, just I like it because it kind of it's it's a variety of things. Mixes it up. It does. Yeah. It does. And and you know, I think that goes back to my years, you know, in in restaurants is that, you know, you work you work uh, a couple weeks in the front of the house and then you work in the back of the house in the kitchen. Totally different yeah, scenarios there. Right, I can see that. But it's it's like a break here and, right. you know, um, you're, you're going from working with 100 people to working kind of by yourself and doing tasks by yourself and things. And um, so that's that's where I get the enjoyment out of it. But I also know that you know, for seniors in particular, they want things nice. Yeah. And it aggravates the heck out of them when something is not working properly. Right. So I guess we've used up uh, 42 minutes. So time flies. But 
I am excited about this business, Roger. So d- despite my dwelling on the real estate piece, you've, you've assured our audience that you do that too. Mm-hmm. And you just contract that done, but you handle it. So right. you're, you're, you're a full service business. And that's what I wanted people to be aware of is that there is a resource that you can go to and, and get the personal care as well as the property care. And and I think both of those are critical to being able to stay at home. And, and as long as you are able to compete in that, I don't know of anybody else that's that's doing mm-hmm. that. We had a guest on that probably aired, will have aired last week, uh, in which they're, may, they're the opposite. By nature, they're real estate people. That you by you by nature, I can tell you're a caregiver mm-hmm. and, and all that. And but but they're the opposite. And those who watched the show last week, uh, true. True Hold. True Hold. True Hold is the name of it. T-R-U-E Hold. But they're mainly real estate. Mm-hmm. So their focus is they, they buy, they'll uh, buy the property from the senior and then lease it to them. Okay. So the senior gets all their money out. And, but what they want to do, and this is, this is Blackstone money. So it's Blackstone's involved, uh, one of a, a partner from Blackstone. So I suspect they have lots of equity money is my guess. Mm-hmm. So they've opened in a few markets. One is St. Louis, Kansas City's their opening. Cleveland. Yeah. So and Cleveland too. So the concept though, they're wanting to do that full service care, but they their problem is that they're really all about the real estate. And so they do the maintenance on the property and all that. That's their that that's their home set of skills. Um, whereas in your case, you know, it's it's very different. So um, they're going to have to stretch to try to do that. They have aspirations. They're not offering those services yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their goal is to is to reach from outside the home, inside, and beyond simply property management, maintenance. They want to provide all those services. Now, I don't know if they'll be successful as that. Their background is real estate, you know, so they have this mentality. I don't know if if the people in the caregiving industry are going to I don't think they're going. I don't know if they're going to mesh as well with the with the real estate guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. But I suspect they're going to pour money into it. But other than that, and even it's not convincing to. to I don't know yet to what extent they're going to pursue the the personal care that you're doing. Right. That you all, you and people other businesses like you do. So really, you're the only business that I've come across that that you know is willing to say to a homeowner who's aging and wants to stay at home, that you can take care of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they're willing to pay for it, you can take care of it all. Correct. And I think that's an incredible proposition. But I'll, I'll give you this. If I have to choose what where, what is the native comfort area, and it's my mother or my family member, I'd, I'd want them to be a nurturer by nature. Yeah. And, yeah. and if they have to stretch a little bit to handle the real estate, I'd much rather have that then have them be at home with the real estate and, and, and the human beings are a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always, like I said, we always want them to to be the most valued piece in everything that we do. Whether mm-hmm. we're there just to clean the backyard or to clean the house or whatever, they are number one and we make sure that they feel that in, in everything we, we do for them. I don't know? doubt so, that. Are you Christian-based? I am. Okay, that kind of came through. <laughs> yeah. We don't, uh, you know, you wouldn't see it on the website. You won't see it on the materials. But, uh, you know, this this project is a mission for God. It mm-hmm. really is. I've been blessed for 
all my years of my career. And uh, I ended that and I just kind of took some time and got into some real estate and did kind of the Airbnb projects and things. Oh, um, you did Airbnb. Yeah. And, um, you know, just kind of waited until the good Lord said, hey, I have a new purpose for you. And it just kept coming back to this. You it's know? lovely. And uh, really, it really lovely. So, you know, he is the CEO and, you know, we just, all my prayers are is just, God, give me somebody that I can help and serve yeah. and help you today. So it's pretty simple. Yeah, that that, come, that, that comes <laughs> through. Uh, you you know, you weren't going to uh, overtly say that until yeah. I brought it up, which, you know, I could tell, though, that you, uh, that that seemed to lie underneath your mm -hmm. motivation just based on our interactions today. Yep. But in any case, so I like to hear that personally. I uh, do too. So if anybody wants to follow up, uh, you can follow up through what? What's your website? It's staying in place. Oh, the um, name of the website, stayinginplace.com? Yep. It's stayinginplacestl.com. Ah, STL. Stayinginplacestl.com. Correct. Good. Roger Maddox. Mm -hmm. uh, the contact information will appear, of course, with this video, but also on our website. So this has been another episode of Life's Third Act. Till next time, take care. You've been listening to Life's Third Act, a podcast for thriving in retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, your estate and elder law advisors. Each week we discuss topics and answer questions to help you better plan for your future. For more information, visit TuckerAllen.com. Subscribe and listen again next week for another edition of Life's Third Act. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.